Stampede. Garner isn't number 49. Recorded May 17th, 2020. No, not again. Not another election. I've intentionally sidestepped talking about politics, because, quite honestly, so much has been going on, who has time to offer an opinion? Besides, flip a coin, it doesn't matter, heads or tails, who's ever running the show, things won't change. I mean, I could use some profanity to express my dissatisfaction, but foul-smelling bodily deposits or descriptive sexual intercourse doesn't begin to accurately describe my feelings. Sure, there are those patriotic individuals who believe George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, or Abe Lincoln 
would be a little upset with the way our politicians have been sounding high and mighty while living the good life of consumerism. But they're patriotic people, and they think they're living in a democracy. I don't like calling out anyone in particular, but there's a 78-year-old powerful female politician who tries to make herself look like she's 40. And that makes me think she wants to stay in power for another 20 years if she could just keep getting facelifts. I mean, some of these politicians are happy with the thought they look like their faces are made of plastic. Now, I ask you, is that because they just want to look good? Or is it they want to appeal to a younger voting constituency in order to stay in power? Are these people really trying to help America? Or are they just in it for themselves? Let's face it, these politicians aren't suffering like the rest of us. They're flush and living large. I've been reminded how the French population dealt with privileged people during the French Revolution. Of course, today, that could never happen in America. The people could never resort to using violence against their politicians. But then again, that's a different possibility with our military.
A military coup in America isn't out of the question. And I'd be willing to bet there are some politicians who have thought about that. If you're a politician today, you have to be secure with the power of the police, federal agents, and even the military. They can always be used to quell any uprising. But knowing how some politicians think, they know something could go wrong if the people who help to keep them safe turn against them because they'd have a real problem. That's why politicians will be in a hurry to institute ways of using surveillance and loyalty oaths to assure the people who keep law and order stay on the straight and narrow, and remain aligned with them. The propaganda has to keep coming to convince people that things are good. If you've got wrinkles on your face, don't worry, because there's a remedy for that. Besides, there are some serious people out there who know how to knock a few coconut heads together There are some very heavy hitters in America who know how to force feed people. And all talented politicians need to do is to keep them well supplied with whatever they need to get the job done. If you've been noticing lately, I mean, you might think there could be some trouble with the federal government trying to prop up the economy printing lots of paper money, and distributing it to the public. First hint of something smelling fishy is that the federal government is already 24, or maybe it's $25 trillion in debt, and that naturally makes one think the money they're distributing is worthless. The politicians just have to make you believe the fiat money they're printing is good. But you know, when you have dead fish out in the sun, things start smelling.
It's not as if I haven't told you about these things before. Of course, I could just sit back and play you some music, but I don't want to do that. I play music for myself so I can relax. I get anxious talking about the future. Surprisingly, it sometimes looks like the future has arrived. COVID-19 may not have a vaccine developed within a reasonable length of time. And when I say a reasonable length of time, it may be at least a year away. Of course, there may be a variety of treatments for those who are suffering from this disease. Then again, there may never be a vaccine. It may actually have to work its way across the world's populations with people building immunities. But that's not going to mitigate the financial havoc it will create. It's assumed serious monetary structures are going to disappear and there may not be enough resources to rebuild what is necessary. The engine of consumerism has been deeply wounded by fear, and it might be said, after 50 years, the excesses of consumerism bred some unpopular behavior. But there's no kidding about this. A lot of people are going to have their lives turned upside down, if not actually ended. In the recent past, I've met two individuals from foreign countries who migrated to the United States and who now want to leave America. Both are middle-aged men, one well-educated, the other intelligent, but survived by manual labor. Both expressed something I had never heard before. Both wanted to return to their native countries. They expressed a deep dissatisfaction with living in America. The man who worked at manual labor had come from the Philippines, and he said, as a young man, he dreamed of coming to America, but now believed it was a false dream. The promise of a better life escaped him, and he wanted to return to Manila. There are a lot of dreams denied in this country, and some can say that's the very way our economy works. There are winners and losers, but are the winners really winning?
are people satisfied and content in living in this country? At times, democracy is messy. And I'm not so sure what we have is a democracy anyway. It's more along the lines of manipulation, making people think they're free. If I attend a traffic court, I'm seriously dissatisfied with what I see. I'll speak openly about this. Traffic court is no longer a means of assuring standards and practices for the general public to adhere to safe driving practices on our highways. No, traffic court has become a livelihood for a lot of the people who work in that system. The attorneys, the clerks, the bailiffs, the judges, and even the police officers derive an income from the fines imposed on people who have broken the traffic laws. And that has led to a system of punishment based on money. Make a mistake and you pay the system. You might say we have the safest roads in the world. But I'm reminded of a time when I was accidentally driving on a one-way street in Marseille, France. And by coincidence, a police car was driving in the correct direction and pulled me over and admonished my driving. I thanked him and turned around. In this country, that would have cost me probably $200. There's a culture of punishment in the United States. And I'm not so sure it's working to instill respect. You might find people showing disrespect for the law when punished with a fine, especially if just a simple warning would work. No, we like to punish, and it creates fear and dislike and will have repercussions If you rule by fear instead of compassion and understanding, you start getting blowback. I once spent time in a small town in South America, high in the Andes Mountains, and noticed there weren't any police officers. Thank you.
I asked a local resident why I didn't see any policemen. The town had a population of about 25,000 people. And he responded by saying, Estamos muy tranquilo. As I later understood, the people of this town resolved their differences amongst themselves and never required a police force. Now, thinking about how that would work in America is nearly impossible. I mean, when disputes arise between motorists on a Los Angeles expressway, sometimes people use their automobiles to ram each other. Weapons can be brandished or even fired, and at the very least, obscene gestures are flashed. No, we aren't a tranquil people. In fact, I recently heard our commander-in-chief referred to some of our people as warriors regarding the controversy over returning to work after the stay-at-home orders were lifted with the Corona-19 quarantine. There are some people who are going to be without employment for a long time in America. And when you have a large general population, well-armed, Disputes are going to get out of hand. Lines have been drawn, and it's possible armed militias may begin popping up around the country. And to say people are content and satisfied and are willing to let things continue without relieving their emotions could only be wishful thinking. And if you want to look at this from a broader perspective, over some time now, The economic system of consumerism has been breeding hostile and aggressive behavior in our society. I'm reminded of images of shoppers during the Christmas holiday season fighting each other over toys in a big box retail store. Now, there might be lots of reasons why that perennial story of Americans living out their dreams has become more like a nightmare. If you still think this is going to be like watching an old episode on TV of Leave it to Beaver, you're in for some surprises. Let's see, I'm going to have to pull out my crystal ball for looking at the future. Putting aside COVID-19 continuing its rampage, our government may have to use military intervention to put down civil unrest. 
the government will continue to smooth over dissatisfaction by using helicopters to drop money to the public. Food distribution chains may be interrupted. Mysterious blackouts with electricity being shut down. Oil refineries periodically closed by explosions. Major new foreign military conflicts with armies using never-before-seen weapons. And, oh, let's not forget about that old bugaboo nature. Throwing in record-breaking heat waves, producing water shortages. Oh, I see it all coming, and now I understand why we're spending vast amounts of money to send people into outer space, leaving planet Earth behind. This week on Garner Isn't, you heard the music of Nino Rota, born in 1911 and considered a child prodigy. He wrote more than 150 scores for Italian and international film productions until his death in 1979. He is best remembered for his 1974 Academy Award-winning soundtrack for Francis Ford Coppola's the Godfather. What you heard on Garner Isn't were all compositions for Federico Fellini's movies. First, from the 1957 Academy Award movie, Knights of Caboria, followed by another Fellini Academy Award winning movie, Amacord, 1973. And in closing, with two short pieces Circus Giraffes, and Little Hands of Spring. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.